Hello and welcome back to Project Upgrade. We are back. It's been a while since you've heard our voices, hasn't it? It's been a hot minute, that's for sure. It's been a hot few weeks, I'd say. Yes, just uh, did a show and came out of it, you know. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Show started getting pretty full on. Uh, A few other things have been in the pipeline and yeah, had to take a little bit of a hiatus, but... (laughs) <laughs> but we are back, that's for sure. If you can hear things happening behind us. Oh, 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 yeah. If you hear anything happening behind <laughs> us, we are currently actually recording at home. So the doggies <laughs> are let loose and something's going on outside. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we're keeping an eye on them. We changed locations just to make this... Uh, this reintroduction to the podcast happen. We do whatever it takes to get this podcast live. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Our intention was to record from home during prep, um, but then prep just got a bit hectic, didn't it? Prep got really full on. And like in those last couple of weeks, you really can't have the energy for anything besides prep things. So mm. it was one of these things that just had to sit on the back burner just for a little bit, just while we maximized prep and just made sure that we came in the best that we possibly could, but always had full intention to revamp this podcast as soon as we finished. And we have finished, competition's all done, and we've been itching to get this back up and rolling. But we are back, we have just finished the competition, so we thought we'd uh, have a bit of a recap over how everything went, how we're feeling, how we experienced the prep together. I'm sure a lot of people are very interested to see how uh, we tackled that one. But um, yeah, you're, you're... First Gold Coast show. How did you find that one? Just quickly, just before we get into it. Okay, tell me. I do just want to say thank you to everyone who did message us about the podcast over the time that we were away. We were getting heaps of reshares still, which was insane. I remember there was one day where we were like talking about it. We were like, oh, this is awesome. Like people are still listening to the podcast. And like, you know, we were being stopped at gyms as well. People were like, oh, like love your podcast. Mm. So yeah, thank you to everyone for still giving us love. We were always going to come back. We were never going to just disappear. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back now. We're back. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I had quite a few messages of when's the podcast coming back or are you releasing an episode this week? Actually, it was really cool even just seeing the reshares like weeks after we had uploaded an episode. Yeah. That's why we realized we have to get this back up and running. Yeah. There's and now, a lot of interest here. Now we're in the off season as well, so we really have no excuse. We have absolutely <laughs> zero excuse. Like we're not doing hours of cardio. We're yeah. not being as stringent with the prepping and everything. So... We're swimming in time, so oh, yeah. podcast time it is. Anyway, back to your question. What back was to your the question. question. <laughs> Obviously, you've done one WBFF show before. That was in mm. Sydney. Now you've done the Gold Coast show, the Pro-Am. How did you find that? Very different. It was definitely different to the first one. Um, much better venue, I would say. Like the Sydney, Star Casino. Sydney was good. Like, I like the Sydney vibe, but there's just something different about the Star. There's something mm. different. It was just... I don't know. I felt like one of those people, like I would see it all on social media from like past competitors, like, you know, the backstage photos and those mirrors and everything. And I was like, oh, like it's, it's actually kind of surreal, like being here mm. and actually doing it. And also fun fact, the first time I saw you was there. That's right. That was last April. That was yeah. when I won the pro card. You were in the crowd for that one, yeah. wasn't it? And the yeah. last time that I was backstage oh, was wow. at your show. I was actually backstage for your show because I was doing things for a company. Like I was just doing supplements and I had to oh, run yes. backstage. So like I had a bit of a surreal moment. I was like, whoa, the last time I was back here, I, was, I wasn't even a competitor in this federation. I was doing a different federation. I had no intention doing this. I would never think of me doing this. And now here I am going for my pro card. Like yeah, that was that's, wild. A, that's a pretty pretty crazy revelation. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Because that was only April last year. Yeah. 
That was like a year and a half ago. Mm. 18 months. That's not even that long ago. And I was there to watch you win your pro card. Yeah. Didn't know you, but I saw you get your pro card. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We did not know each other at all, but you were there watching me have the best day of my life, the mm. biggest moment ever. Yeah. And you were there. And now I've kind of come full circle. Now you're there having your biggest moment of your life, achieving the exact same thing on the same stage. It's actually kind of crazy that I didn't realize that. And it's... <laughs> It's 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 phenomenal that I'm saying this now and kind of realizing like that's a pretty cool feat. Yeah, it was like made full circle. <laughs> yeah, it really has come full circle yeah. from someone in the crowd with no intention of achieving this moment to actually being on that stage and doing the exact same thing. Pretty yeah. crazy when you actually say it. Pretty cool. That's it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> I mean, that was a big moment for you. Like, obviously in Sydney, just coming shy of winning the pro card and then bouncing back with a back-to-back prep and getting it done this time. Yeah. Must feel pretty good. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I was privileged enough to get my pro card, which was awesome. Um, we'll dive deep into that, I'm sure, over the episode. But um, it still doesn't feel real. Still? No. Like... I've had clients and stuff like call me pro or, oh, hey, Miss Pro and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Like, I think it's just because mm. I've been chasing a pro card for so long mm. and now I finally have it. It's like, oh, wait, what? Like, I actually am a pro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Anyway. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, what's that been now? That's been two weeks. Yep. Two weeks post show, show now. Yeah. I remember that day like it was one hour ago. Oh, it was a big day. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big day because actually how it all worked, us pros, we come on first, right? So anyone that doesn't know, the pros come on first in the show, the morning and the evening show. So I was on the first two categories. So number one and number two, pro fitness and pro physique. And Sam, as the bikini girl, they come on very last. like In the, the am- amateurs, yeah. Yeah, in the amateurs, the very, very last. And obviously, it goes up in height, right? So Sam, <laughs> quite tall girl, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, <laughs> quite tall. So she's in the tall category. So she is on dead last. I wasn't even just dead last category-wise. I was dead last in my height in class competitor. as well. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was walking around joking before this happened. I remember being like, I'm going to be dead last. Like, you're going to be there for a while. And mm. then I got my number and I actually was dead last what, no, what number were you 225 225 yeah so the, and I was number 6 <laughs> I was zero, zero, 006 I didn't even fill out the first two numbers yeah. it's like 6 225 that is crazy yeah yeah right 249 competitors between us yeah it was a long day i think i was supposed to be on at 1 p.m. i didn't get on till 3 3:30 and then that's right yeah and then the night show i was supposed to be on at eight and i think i got on at nine nine thirty i think it was after nine thirty the reason i know that is because i got a phone call from the restaurant that we had <laughs> made a 11 person booking for just after nine saying hey mr lucas just wanted to confirm you are making it in tonight i was like oh we've got this thing booked oh i'm waiting to see sam get on stage because i was backstage just yeah. waiting for you to go on i was like we are definitely not making dinner. <laughs> He's like, oh, you've got until 9.30 to come. That's when the kitchen closes. All right, Sam, I know Sam's about to win a pro card, yeah. right? And when you win your pro card, you've got to stay back for quite a while. And they do this whole process where they give you all the uh, accolades and all that and introduce you. And I was like, we're not going to be there until like another 90 minutes. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> chance we're making this dinner. Um, so that's how I know that it was well after nine o'clock because you hadn't even been on yet. Oh, it was a long day. It was a very long day, especially that morning. Component. I got up at four. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, three. One of the two. But to go get my makeup so I could be at the show 
to watch you mm-hmm. because normally bikini girls we get our makeup done like around eight but I purposely booked in earlier so I would be at the show for you mm. it was just such a long day yeah in hindsight you could have booked your makeup for like midday I don't, I don't think they do that but no. like you could have actually I got could've. your makeup and hair done at midday yeah so that's so crazy you had to get it done early crazy because I think I would have been done the morning show by 11 o'clock in the morning yeah. And then you would have been off stage by like 3.30. There was such a big gap between You could the have two. gone home and come back. I could have gone home, had a nap, cleaned up the whole apartment, <laughs> gone for a run, <laughs> mowed the lawn, <laughs> and then been back to still have an hour up my sleeve before you went on. <laughs> That's how much time was between our categories. <laughs> but it's great though. Like it is a great thing that it, you know, that it did take a long time. It meant that we had a big show. You know, like that is the great part about it. It was the last WBFF show held and mm. it was... A very big show, I would say. Yeah, well... It, a lot bigger than Sydney, that's for sure. Definitely, yeah. These these November season B shows, they go off. There's yeah. a lot of hype behind them. Especially because like, all the pros get added on to the amateur show. Yeah. So there's so many competitors. What I noticed, there was a lot of male amateur competitors in this one. Mm. In a lot of the previous shows, the numbers were a little bit sad and it was a little bit demoralizing seeing that not too many guys were doing these categories. But this one, I think, was the biggest turnout, I would say, in a number of years. There were double-digit competitors in both the physique and the fitness. And it was actually really, really good to see, especially leading into this new federation. Yeah, awesome. So there's a lot of interest in these uh, in these new categories. Yeah. So a lot of guys are coming to the federation, which is great to see. Just because I was getting a little bit worried. I'm like, there's not too many guys doing this. We need to do something. But it seems like there's quite a lot of interest. And it was a big show. It was great to see. Yeah, it was an awesome day. It was a long day, but it was a fun day. Honestly, yeah. the best day of my life still. Like, I'm still on cloud nine, still think it was a dream. Still, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that didn't happen, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a great day. But I think before we dive deep into the actual show day itself, we should chat about prep and those final last weeks of us prepping together. Obviously, we live together. Um, so, you know, going through a prep as a couple – there is a saying that prep will make or break a couple. And I think we can say that it broke us. Not kidding. No. <laughs> I don't kidding. think we'd be making this podcast no. episode if it did break us. So This is actually our announcement that we broke up. No. Uh, imagine. Imagine. <laughs> no, 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 no. So if you're seeing this podcast go up, more than likely it just means that prep did not break us. <laughs> we have successfully gotten through prep and even got to the stage of making a podcast episode together. So, yeah, I say let's rewind a little bit. Let's dive into prepping together. Yeah, so prepping with a, as a couple, it can always be tough. And that was actually one of the biggest questions that both of us received over that prep period. Like, you know, how is it prepping together? You know, how are you as a couple? Are you guys okay? Like, I always had people checking in if we were okay. And I was like, yeah, we're fine. And like, oh, you guys haven't been posting much. And it's like, yeah, because we're prepping. Mm. We're, we're both busy. We're both focusing on our own shit, you know. And I think... There is a misconception that prep has to be shit with a partner when for us, I don't think it was at all. No, I don't think so. Like when it comes to prepping, there are a lot of self-doubts that come into play. Like you really start questioning yourself, questioning who you're going up against. Like there are a lot of worries when it comes to prep. So having a partner that's all already on that same path, what we found is that we could relate to each other quite well. Mm. So any sort of like worries or fears, the other person is there to relate and then you realize, okay, this is a normal thing to feel. And then you kind of comfort each other, you you see each other eye to eye and it actually makes those difficult periods where you are questioning yourself a little bit 
a lot easier, I find. I think a lot of people, they assume, because especially people that have competed before, you know that you can be a little bit short, you can be a little bit crabby. You assume that when there's two people like that, it's just going to be clashes and fireworks. But alternatively, you can actually see that both people reason with each other. You actually calm each other down. You actually make each other feel a little bit more confident leading into the show. And I feel like that's what we found instead of the actual opposite where we clash. And I don't think we even really clashed. No, definitely not. If anything, the house just got quieter. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, it did seem like that. I mean, when you're in prep, you do sort of keep to yourself a little bit. Like you almost just don't have the energy to communicate um, so energetically. Um, But no, we never really took it out on each other. We confided in each other quite well. And it was actually a very, very smooth prep. I found that at the start, like there was a bit of a feeling out period Mm. where we had to sort of understand how the other person was treating the prep and what they needed and then also what we needed and how we could sort of coexist and make it a good prep while also still getting out of the prep what we needed. But then towards the end, I feel like we really kind of understood each other and it became a lot easier in those, especially those last, I'd say, like three weeks. Yeah. We really started to understand each other and it got really, really smooth. I, My personal opinion, like living through both now, my personal opinion is both of us in prep is better and it's easier because we're both doing the same thing and the other person isn't going out partying or the other person isn't ordering GYG or like whatever it might be. Like the household is on the same level, you know, when I've had a lot of people say, oh no, like you must have one person in and one person out like to keep the household sane or like everything going. And to be honest, no, like I found it easier to prep when we were both in prep because we were both on the same wavelength. When we were out like when one was out and one was in like for example there was that period where I finished a July show I wasn't in prep yet I didn't Mm. start actual prep until seven weeks out so there was about eight weeks there where I was out of prep you were you know fully in full committed going prep mode yeah and I think you know that's where we found there was that you know a bit of I don't know what you would even call it it was just like a bit of a what what are we doing right now like are we in prep are we out of prep like yeah, I think it was hard because I wanted to go off and do things, but then you were like, I'm in prep. <laughs> yeah. I also remember feeling at the start the energy balance was a little bit different. Definitely, yeah. My energy was going down and down and I was just full focus mode in prep. And you're just coming out of prep, right? Yeah. You're full of energy. Life is great. I did feel that balance was a little bit off. And then I think the second you entered prep, we're both in this prep mindset. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you felt that. Oh, no, definitely. I felt, I like remember the day we were both just sitting here in dead silence. <laughs> yeah, it's like a switch got flipped. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we're both in prep. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I definitely agree with you. When the household is in prep, it's a lot easier, less temptations. You don't feel as bad for saying no to these plans because there are no plans to be made. It's not like I want to go out to dinner, but you don't want. Yeah. It's like neither of us want to go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so it works out great. You yeah. don't have to say no. <laughs> exactly. It was it was so much easier personally. I, I would say so, yeah. I think as well when you were doing the Sydney show, I wasn't in prep. Mm. And there was a few times where I remember uh, me and my friend Marco, we bought uh, <laughs> some GYG over. And you were just cooking up whatever you were cooking in the kitchen, your healthy food. I remember you were like, oh, I, I want GYG. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, of course. Of course. You know? I would be the same. Yeah. And, like, just other things. Like, I felt like I was training and working and training and working and prepping and training and working, like, all the time. And I felt like I couldn't give you me, mm. which is a very common thing to feel in prep and a relationship. But it's definitely just easier when you're both in a prep. 
but also when you're both respectful of each other because I feel like we were always respectful of each other's preps. Like we would – like if one was feeling down, we would respect it and go, okay, like they're not having the greatest day of prep. Like I'm just going to be there for them and, you know, not get up on their grill today. Yeah. You know, like just little things like that. So, yeah, if you're – I mean, and if you should prep with your person <laughs> – I think it's fine, personally. I think so. It's yeah. challenging. 100% it's challenging. You really get to know each other at the lowest of low. But I think that's what you need in a relationship. Like, I think you need to see all aspects of the person before you decide to marry them. Like, is that... No, I think so. You've got to have a little bit of adversity as yeah. a couple and then see if you can get over that. And if we are talking, like, down that route of marriage, like, you're going to have way more adversity through marriage than, mm. you know, a simple competition prep. So if you can tick off something like a comp prep, I mean, for us, we feel like if we can go through this, we can go through anything. Legit, yeah. That's how we currently feel at the moment because it is quite challenging and it could be detrimental to a couple. But for us to get through that and be even stronger coming out of that we honestly feel like nothing can break us yeah so it's kind of a rewarding feeling knowing that we can tackle this yeah yeah definitely but no it was it was a good time it was a good time and even just being on the same on the same track like we're both two weeks out we're both one week out like we're both competing tomorrow like it is pretty cool to it was exciting have, to yeah. have someone like by your side just you know, one day out like you're walking into the star casino together we're both looking to achieve these big things it is really, really cool. That was really exciting. Just that whole experience with you rather than just one of us in. Yeah. It was it was fun. It was really fun. But let's let's chat about that actually. Sure. So obviously the last final weeks of prep we were grinding and everything, but peak week. Peak, peak week. week. <laughs> so firstly, peak week. I don't think a lot of people know this, but I, I could not see my shape. Um I didn't think that I was looking show ready i had major boy dysmorphia in peak week yeah oh yeah it was it literally wasn't until show day that i was like hell yeah i'm ready to go Mm -hmm. but it actually shocked me when i realized because i did not see how lean i was i held condition for 15 weeks and then you know had some things where my body wasn't responding had some personal life stuff happen i remember at i think it was three or two weeks out i came home to you bawling my eyes out Mm -hmm. saying i'm gonna pull out of the prep like you know the world was on my shoulders and all that it was, it was a rough prep for me. It was rough. Back-to-back preps are not easy. Well, I remember you had a bit of a crossroads because when you weren't in prep and I was full steam in prep, I remember you feeling a little bit guilty. Because oh, that you, was hard, yeah. Because you you were doing the same show as me. Mm. But I'm grinding, hitting the cows, but you were just chilling. Because you could, you were still in almost stage conditions, so you didn't have to be doing what I was doing at the time. Yeah. But I remember you felt, uh, yeah, you just didn't feel right about what you were doing, you felt like you should be doing more. So I feel like that was a bit of a difficulty you had to overcome. I think it was also hard though because, you know, like when you're in prep, you see a weekly change. Like every week you're doing a check-in and you can see that change in yourself, right? You can feel it. I think because I could see that on you every single week and you were just getting crazy lean. Like I've never seen someone so lean in my life. (laughs) Then there was me who was holding that and like – wasn't seeing the change obviously I wasn't as lean as you which played with my head as well because I was like well, I'm not that lean like you know I'd, I'd look at my abs and go yeah I got a six-pack then Lucas lifts up his shirt and it's like a freaking eight-pack <laughs> with striations and everything and I was like okay that I know but like yeah it was it was definitely very challenging mentally because my body dysmorphia was an all-time high so peak week for me normally in peak week I'm like oh yeah like we're on 
nah, I could not see it. Like, nah, it was so hard. It's a tricky period as well because throughout the prep, if you do feel like that, there's always that voice that says, oh, we got a little bit of time to adjust. We can do some things. In peak week, you're really at the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Like you really don't expect to see too many changes in peak week. You can't introduce any new principles. You can't change anything up that'll make some drastic changes to the body. So it can be a little bit challenging if you're not too happy with where you are in peak week, just with the limited time that you have. So it's a bit of a scary time if you're not really liking something. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you pulled it all together, obviously. You made yeah, some obviously. good changes, really came in tight for the show. Obviously listened to the feedback and then made the adjustments needed and scooped the pro card up. So yeah. perfect. Yeah. It was just, yeah, a very rough prep. But we got through it. We got it done. How did you find your peak week? Peak week for me, very busy. That was that was the main yeah. thing. I almost didn't have time Yours? to like kind of assess how everything else was going. Yours was insane. Like <laughs> you had shoots every minute. I think we had six shoots over we- seven – you. Uh, me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Let's me. just rephrase that. Uh, had, I yeah. had two. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Okay, well, this this sounds kind of cooler. Between us, we had eight shoots. <laughs> well, eight shoots in seven days. Two was mine, six was Lucas. Yeah, there was, was a lot of shoots, actually. So usually peak week, it is made for you just relaxing, resting the body. You taper back the training, taper back the steps. You're definitely not doing any Stairmaster. You're kind of just chilling out, just letting the body just rest so you can come in fresh for the show. For us, not so much, right? Oh, I think I got that rest towards the end, but I think you just kept going and going and going. Like on that Friday, like day before show, I was just chilling in the apartment. Yeah, you actually had one chill day. Yeah, every day was just something else. Yeah. Whether it was a team shoot for Rob's alpha team, whether it was a product shoot for Inner Dose, whether it was a few shoots that I'd actually... um, signed up for myself just to get content for myself. Uh, All of us pro boys went to a gym to film some content. There was just so many things going on. And then we obviously had to get tan together. You had to get some hair and makeup done at some points. There's just so many things. Like like we actually sat down and we went over our calendar. And that would have taken like over an hour of us just sitting down putting each other's plans into our calendar, planning how we're going to get to these things. Because we just took one car down to the Gold Coast. So we had to kind of balance out how we were going to get here and there, but then Sam's got this afterwards. So peak week was quite full on. But as for the physique and getting ready for the show, it was actually quite a smooth process. We didn't really have any hiccups. Now, we didn't really change anything during the prep, uh, sorry, during the peak week. So we kept everything pretty stable. We didn't have to make any drastic changes. But every day, I feel like we're making like huge, huge progressions. Like as in progressions I would normally see in like a week span. Mm. Like every day, I was just waking up lighter, tighter. Just everything was just coming together every single day, especially those last two days. Because how we did it, we were just running low-carb days up until I believe it was two weeks, uh, two days out. Had a high-carb day followed by a moderate carb day and then a low carb day for show day. So once we introduced the high carb day, everything really started coming together. So the first half of the peak week, we were very flat. So obviously not too many carbohydrates coming in, muscles aren't too full. But then we started introducing the high carb day. And yeah, that's that's really when we started seeing the progression. 
Yeah. So very exciting peak week. Everything came together on a daily basis. I remember there was one day that you came out to me and you were like, Sam, look at my legs. And I have never seen something so shredded in my life. <laughs> like your hamstrings was just insane. Like I have never actually like seen a guy up close before, like for a show and like see like that kind of progression for a show. It was mind bobbling. I was like, wow. And I thought I was lean. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I thought I was lean before that week. Mm. Like, I was actually really kind of blown away by how lean I was two weeks out. And then, yeah, we started getting closer and closer to the show. And I'll be honest, like both me and my coach, we didn't expect to get that lean. Yeah. Like I didn't actually know what that next level of lean was until we got to peak week. Cause I'd never been even close to that lean. I'd been somewhat lean, but never <laughs> like that. Like the hamstrings and glutes morning, that would have been like, I think two days out. And I was just looking in the mirror. I'm like, I didn't even know that hamstrings were shaped like that <laughs> <laughs> until we started really sucking all the water and the fat out of them. Uh, but that was a crazy process. And especially an hour by hour basis as well. Mm. Like by the afternoon, once the carbs had actually really finally started setting into the body, you really started to notice some wacky things. Like it's, it's a ride. It's a, it's a real ride yeah. <laughs> during those last couple of days. Yeah, my peak week was a little bit different. So we did a front load. So I had heaps of carbs at the start of the week and then didn't really have much at all towards the end of the week, to be honest. Um, like I remember on that last meal before I went to bed before show day, I looked at Tim and I was like, I don't like I don't eat anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I'm sweet. It was so weird. Like I think being in prep for so long, I was just so in tune with my body and just so in tune with, you know, how I feel, what I'm going to look like the next day because I was just so used to it. You know, so it was very interesting. It was honestly my best peak. I've never done a front load before. I've always done a back load. So mm. definitely going to keep that in mind for future shows. Um, but no, I like overall, yes, mentally it was a hard peak, but it was my best peak ever, surely. Well, obviously, mm. you know, I got the win. But yeah, no, it was, it was really crazy. But I think show day. Show day was a long day, as we said earlier. And I think like the week was big. <laughs> I'm glad I had that few hours on the Friday to just chill and, you know, gather my thoughts and everything while you were running around <laughs> doing things. Um, definitely in saying that, like, guys, definitely book shoots for peak week, just not six. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, half of them weren't booked ones. They were just yeah. ones that I was kind of asked to go yeah. and do. But definitely invest in some shoots for sure because yeah. you might not ever be in that condition ever again. That's mm. the thing. Who says you do another show? And then even if you do, it's probably quite a while away. Capture that moment because you will honestly look back on those photos forever and just be proud of what you've done. But yeah, definitely get some shoots in. And it's a tricky one as well because like they obviously cost a little bit and doing these shows aren't the cheapest thing in the world. So a lot of people might think, oh, I'm not going to go down the photo shoot route. I've already spent so much money. Trust me, it's worth it. It's at definitely worth it. Book at least one. At I least did one, one with Law and then we had one with Muscat. Yeah, we had a couple shoot with Muscat. Mm. I've actually never done anything like that. That was cool. That was really cool. That was actually probably the coolest shoot that I did all week. Yeah? So, yeah, oh, definitely. It was, cool. just, it was just so novel. Like, I'd never done anything even close to that. That was pretty cool. It was really cool. And just doing it with you as well. And yeah. it, was, it was the first thing we did after show. Yeah. Because we finished the show, went to bed, and then woke up and we had a 6 a.m. shoot. It was like, as soon as we woke up, we were doing this shoot together. And it was actually really, really cool because it was almost like a celebration of, oh, baby, we made it. Yeah. We got past the show. You turned pro. Let's get this shoot in. Let's have a bit of fun. Let's capture this. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It that was, was, a, good that was a really – he knows how to shoot as well. Like that was, that was a really cool yeah. shoot. Yeah, show day. 
So show day was crazy. It was your pro debut, which was super exciting for you. Yeah, the pro debut. So I'd won my pro card last year. Didn't do the pro show last year, just to rest everything. But I was really itching to get back up on stage. So it was awesome to tick that off, say that I've done a pro show now. But yeah, that was an exciting day. It was pretty full on, I'll, I'll be honest. Because I had won my pro card in the fitness model category. But as prep went on, we realized, you know, we might have a good shot at this brand new, <laughs> pardon me, physique division, which is a slightly bigger division. So I decided, you know what, let's do both categories. And it was a little bit rough because I didn't realize there'd be back to back. So how that worked, we did the fitness model category. The second I walked off, we were lining back up for the physique model category. So yeah, it's, it's, um, kind of need to get your cardio on point to really do two back to back categories. Cause that was pretty full on, yeah. but no, fantastic day. I was actually really, really happy that I was able to do a pro show finally. Yeah, and you you suited the pro show. You, like you you looked like you were ready to do a pro show, pro show, pro stage. I think I said <laughs> two words at once just then. But you, you definitely didn't look out of place. Your posing was beautiful. Oh, I take a lot of pride in my posing, and I know so do you as well. So, yeah, really practice the posing. Um, try to get the stage presence on point, and that's the thing with the pros. Everyone brings it. Yeah, like you've really got to put like a little bit extra in the tank just yeah. to stand out from these people because. When you think about it, these pros, they have been the best on the stage with a bunch of other guys at one point. Mm. Like, they've won a show. Like, they know how to win a show. So, you've really got to bring it in. But, no, I felt it was definitely my best posing routine. Definitely the best physique um, I've ever brought in. So, very proud of um, what we brought in. For anyone that doesn't know, I play second in my pro debut in the bigger physique model category. Which is awesome. I'm, I'm starting to accept that it's not that bad <laughs> of a placing. <laughs> I'm just hard on myself. Like yeah. the whole prep I had in my mind, you know, going to win my pro debut. Like I'm feeling good about this, um, which, you know, me accepting it straight away afterwards wasn't something that exactly happened. Uh, obviously a little bit disappointed, but right now I'm starting to accept, you know, maybe it's it's not too bad after all. I think a lot of people don't realize though, like your off season was based around fitness, right? So fitness is a lot smaller than the physique category, like a lot smaller. They really care about the shreds. But then you came out in in the middle of prep, you decided to do this physique category, pushed for the physique, and then you came second in a category that you weren't even looking at. <laughs> like that's that's pretty impressive. And it was your pro debut. So to place in the pro debut was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I got to be happy with that, right? I yeah. got to be happy with that. But yeah, I, I realized, you know, we might actually have a shot in this physique division. In hindsight, it would have been nice to know that earlier and then start <laughs> to bulk up before. Yeah. The, I definitely had no intention of doing the physique model category until yeah. halfway through prep when the bulking stage had already finished and growing into it even more is pretty much impossible. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, you know, placing second in it, it just gives me some good motivation to hit this off season and actually grow towards it. Because like you said, we didn't really try to sort of get that size to fit into that category. So that's what this off-season's for. So try to grow into it, become on the top end instead of the, the smaller end. Because I think right now I see myself as mainly a big fitness model that's kind of branching into physique. I definitely like to push into the top end of physique, yeah. which is really exciting because I haven't really hit a, a solid off-season bulk before. So obviously I've just always done the fitness model category. I've never really needed to put too much size on, just really focus on the shreds. It's very exciting this off-season to put as much size on as possible. Overall, though, did you have a good day? I had a I'm great sure day. You know. Honestly, it was really, really cool. I didn't expect to do quite well at fitness. Like, it was pretty obvious, like, I'd be 
a little bit too big. Like, you did look too big. You look you looked out of place in the fitness category. Yeah, which I expected to. Like I did not expect to really place too well in fitness. Mm. Like I could have just not done fitness and then done physique. But I actually wanted to see how I stacked up against those guys, especially because we were bringing the shreds in for this one. And obviously the fitness guys, they're known for the shreds. And there was a few guys up there that I actually wanted to stand next to to just see how we all looked, see see what the conditioning was like next to some of Australia's best. And no regrets at all. Like, absolutely no regrets. It was awesome sharing the stage with those guys. Uh, those fitness models, they bring the shreds in hard. They do, that was yeah. probably the most conditioned lineup I've ever seen in that federation. It was impressive. It was very impressive. Yeah, those guys don't mess around, do they? No, not at all. <laughs> so it was really cool to see where I stacked up and also to visually see how much bigger I might have been compared to the fitness model guys. It would kind of implant it into my mind. Okay, this is definitely a thing of the past now. So I was happy that I did the fitness model category and then actually really happy I did the physique. It would have been a bit demoralizing if I just did uh, just did fitness, if I didn't give physique a go. Because mm. then they would have just said, oh, too big, we're not going to place you at all. Yeah, definitely. Then it would have been a bad day, but overall, fantastic day. Yeah. For us both, obviously, like you had the best day of your life. <laughs> it's crazy though, because it at the start it didn't feel like that. The best day. Yeah, no, like normally, like you know, when you wake up on show day and you're like, hell yeah, like it's mm. show day. I didn't have that. Like I just, I didn't have that push. If anything, I had this wave of anxiety, and mm-hmm. I felt like the world was on my shoulders. Like I can't, it sounds so weird. But anyway, I have very high expectations of myself. And then I felt like after the July show, I really made a statement for myself. And then I just, you know, all the outdoor noise, everyone was like, oh, she's going pro. Oh, she's going to pose really well. Oh, she's a posing coach with Tani now. Like, you know, there was just all of this noise and I felt it. Like I just felt heavy so you're saying you felt the pressure that everyone expected you to win this show not even to win just to do well just to perform and deliver yeah just to just to be a standout and i just i felt i've never felt it i've never felt like that before (laughs) i've always gone into a show being like hell yeah show day yeah and i remember like walking in because we obviously got there at different times i walked in and one of my friends it's actually funny i met her at your show the first time i met her we were doing the same booth when i was doing like supplement handouts and stuff and she was backstage. Thank God I ran into her. And she looked at me and she was like, how do you feel? And she was the first person I had voiced it to. I told you this, but I hadn't told anyone else. I literally looked at her and said, not good. And she was mm. like, what, what, what do you mean? And I was like, I feel like I have a high expectation, yada, yada, gave her the spiel. And she looked at me and she was like, oh, hell yeah. I understand that. 100% you'd feel like that. That's okay. Mm. Like she just validated that what I was feeling was like understandable sure and it just felt like a breath of fresh air i was like oh like okay i'm not in my head okay, yeah like, like this is normal to feel like this yeah because i i didn't want to voice it and people go oh like sam's all in her head and i was like i'm not in my head like this is just how i feel sure and then just hearing her validate that really meant a lot and then she goes okay let, let's go out and have a look at the stage so i got to do like that little walk on stage like a little run through which thank god i did but once again, my body dysmorphia was so heightened. Even on stage day. I was wearing a baggy shirt and shorts on stage because I just could not. Like, oh, while you went for the run through? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't actually see you do that. I Yeah. And then I remember like going through my run through, which 100% guys, like if you get the chance to do a run through, do one. Like, I definitely it, it definitely that. helps. But um, yeah, I did a run through and I remember hitting the front, like that front part of the stage 
And Ari, bless Ari, looked at me and goes, Oi, can you show me your abs? I thought he was kidding. And I was like, no. And he was like, no, I actually need to see them for the lighting. And I just felt this weight on my shoulders again, like, oh, my God, I have to show my shape. I don't have abs. Which obviously I did. I look back now, but this is what I mean, guys. Like my body dysmorphia was so bad on show day. I lifted up my shirt and he was like, yep, okay, sweet. I was like, oh my God. Anyway, my coach is in the crowd, like just kind of sitting there watching. And I come off and he messaged me and he was like, midsection looks great. And I was like, does it? Like, does it? Does it actually? Anyway, I've gone backstage. I think I was just waiting for you to come on. Everyone's in their bikinis, getting photos. I am literally laying there in my robe. No one has seen me. Like, I am just like so covered up. Come out and watch you. I was all like, ah, like <laughs> screaming, like really happy for you. And then when I went backstage, then I felt the pressure again. I was like, oh, right. here we go again. And so I was laying there for, I want to say, two hours. Didn't do anything, just laid there with my robe on, um, ate food as I needed to, kind of thing across the day. And then uh, um, there was a point where I had to actually send a check-in to Tim. And he was like, all right, like send your check-in through. And I was like, oh, like right now, like do I have to? Like the change room is full, the bathroom is full, like there's nowhere I can go. Anyway, so I've stood up in the middle of the change room and I was like, you know what, Sam, stuff it. You're going to have to get up on stage soon anyway. You Just take your robe off. Like it, it, it actually mind blows me how anxious I was on this day. Anyway, like this wasn't my first show, by the way, guys. This was my sixth bodybuilding show. Mm. You'd never think that you'd be like nervous or anything on your sixth bodybuilding show. Well, right? I think it's a bit tricky because it was your first – uh, showing this federation in Sydney and you burst onto the scene, just came second, had the best posing routine out of everyone. So obviously everyone's on notice. Mm. Everyone's like, who's this chick? Like, you know, she's just missing out on her first go. Like surely she's got this for this one. So you can definitely understand the pressure mounting yeah. on your shoulders for that. But I took off my robe and I looked at myself in the mirror and that was honestly the first time that I saw myself. By the way, if you can hear Lucas snacking, he is snacking on rice cakes. <laughs> I'm always snacking on I love how you're trying to be secretive about it, but it's like these mics can totally pick that up. It's hilarious <laughs> if they don't and you've just outed me to eating my rice cakes and no one was any wiser before him. I'm pretty sure you could hear the little they're nibbles. pretty good mics. They are very good mics. <laughs> <laughs> they can really hear Unfortunately, the Unfortunately, they're great mics. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the first time I actually noticed how good I actually looked at my physique was when I took off my robe to send a check into Tim at 11 a.m. I will never forget that. It was 11 a.m. on show day. Mm-hmm. So a 15-week prep. Out of the 15 weeks, I didn't notice it until 11 a.m. on show day. Well, I suppose that says something to anybody else that feels any sort of body dysmorphia. Like if a girl that's hours away from winning her pro card is feeling all this body dysmorphia and this self-doubt, it's completely normal for anybody else to feel that. It's mm. a very normal thing for anyone that's very focused on their physique to feel these kind of things. So if pro athletes are feeling that, yeah. I mean, anyone is valid uh, valid to feel that for sure. Yeah. So I had a bit of confidence going on stage after that, but um, I knew I was up against very good girls. Like all these girls that I was up against are great poses. And like I knew that I wasn't going to be a standout poser on the day. Like there are beautiful poses in my lineup. It was actually funny because I was backstage and like, you know how like you just kind of do some run-throughs and posing and stuff. I... I, I'm just someone who, you know, I'm a posing coach, right? And I was looking around at everyone and I was like, what is, what can you do to stand out over these girls? Like if you're, if you're being tactical, if you're being a posing coach, what would you do? And I was just looking around and I was like, everyone just keeps moving, which is what I did in the last show. 
And I was like, what if I just do the opposite of that? What if I just stand there, hit my pose beautifully, obviously move around and, you know, do posing, but what if I just stand there? What if I can just hold my pose and just hit the pose? You know what I mean? Like look good in the pose. And then I look back at the footage. I do not regret it whatsoever. I look back at the footage and I just stand out because I'm not constantly moving my body and everything. And like, I feel like this is a massive lesson for a lot of people. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes less on the stage is actually a lot more than what you think. Moving constantly, you can't actually see your shape. You can't actually see the pose that you're hitting and everything like that. So I don't know, I just found that very interesting. Did you notice that? With other competitors? Yeah, like on show day, like how I just was very still. Yeah, I feel like that shows a lot of confidence. I feel mm. like people that move around too much, they're almost wanting to push too much into a routine just so you're ticking off a million boxes. Whereas sometimes if you're so confident, you don't need to do that because mm. you're very confident in these few shots that you're doing. And if you're in the crowd, if you're ever watching, the people that are moving the least, you like watching them because they're just showing that yeah. confidence. It's never fun watching someone that is showing unconfident features. So sometimes, yeah, less is more. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, after that, we went back to the rooms and I felt a bit better. <laughs> I definitely felt a lot better after being on stage. That's well, for sure. that's the thing. After stage, like you pretty much spend the entire time before you get back on stage re-watching footage. Yeah. Looking at the photos, looking at every single angle of every video that anyone took of you. I know I do that. The second I'm off, I'm like, where's my phone? I need to see what I'm tagged in, what people have sent me. You just review everything just to kind of put your doubts at ease. Just to see, did I actually look, like, how did I look? Because, you know, when you're posing, you're looking in a mirror. Whereas when you're on stage, you actually don't know how you look. Mm. Especially on stage day, because your body's just changing, like, almost by the minute. Like, the food's starting to kick in. So, you're really just assessing how, you're, how you've looked in the morning show. Especially when you have to go on for the evening show as well. You're like, what can I change? Like, what would I do differently? So, yeah, there's a lot of relief after you come off stage and you actually start reviewing everything, I find. That's the thing. After that, I didn't do that. For the first time ever, I actually didn't review anything. Like I looked at a few things, but I wasn't like analyzing myself. It was it was just a very weird feeling. Like I got first call out, which was awesome. I remember hearing that, and I kind of stumbled on stage. I was like, "Oh, did I just hear? My, did I just get first call out? What the heck?" Crazy how that's surprising for you. <laughs> I'm like, of course. Like for me in the crowd, who can actually like see everything. I'm like, of course she got first call out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like not surprised one bit. <laughs> yeah, but after hearing it, I was like, okay, like I actually look good. So I don't know, I didn't like do any analysing and also we didn't have much time between the show. Like oh, it was no it time. was really like get off stage, go grab our stuff, then come back. And then in the night show, um, that was a very long show as well. Um, we got in our dresses and we had a great time and I, I just felt so anxious. I was just like, my palms were sweating. I was like, oh my God, I, I hope I win, I hope I win, I hope I win. And then just being on stage and hearing my name get called out was the most magical moment of my life. Like it was, it was so magic. It was everything I had ever envisioned, anything I'd ever pictured, like anything I manifested, it happened. Whether it was in Sydney or whether it was in this show, like everything I manifested happened across the two shows. And it was just a very magical feeling. I cried. I sobbed. Yeah, you bawled your eyes out. Literally stumbled back, started bawling my eyes out, gave Natasha a hug walked out to the front I was just in I was in disbelief at first I was like is this actually happening or am I still dreaming mm. yeah and it still feels like a dream everything was just so magical that moment I, I still can't believe that actually happened crazy still hasn't kicked in has it no and like seeing Joel uh, Joel Young he's one of the videographers for WBFF or FMG now um 
he sent me my video yesterday and still I look at that video and go, oh my God, it actually did happen. Mm. Like that actually happened. I'm actually a pro. It's cool. You'll have that video and all these photos forever. You mm. just look back on that and be like, I did that. Yeah. Proud moment you'll always look back on. And then just seeing you when I walked off, that was special. That yeah. was really, really special. It's great that he captured that as well. That's yeah. on video, that whole moment. Like I was already crying and then I turned around and saw you in the curtains and then I just cried even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bawled your eyes out when you saw me. I think you pulled it together after you were walking off and you saw me and just restarted all over again. <laughs> lots of crying, lots of tears. Lots of crying, lots of tears. Uh, but no, it was still like the hardest day that I've ever experienced on, a sh- on like a show day, but it was also the best day of my life at the same time. I think that's why it's the best day because you go through this hardship and when you prevail and you get what you want and all this glory, it's all worth it. Yeah. The hardship of the prep, the hardship of the peak week, the hardship of the show day itself – you know, that's nothing compared to the actual good feeling that you get after that. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a very good day. I can't wait to do it all again. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like once, like sometimes in prep, you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? This is horrible. I'm neglecting this. And my life is just a shell of itself now because I have no energy. I'm putting all my time into this. But once you get on stage and then once you finish the show, you want to do it all over again. Yeah. Oh. Which is what we're going to do, hey? Definitely plan to. That's the thing. Yeah, we've got big, big plans coming up, Sam and I. Especially now that we are a pro couple, some opportunities uh, have now presented themselves. Um, so we can really go wherever and sort of do whichever show we plan to do. So, yeah, we've got a, got a big year planned next year. Yeah. So just going through the reverse phase now and then we'll go into a growing season for a bit. Yeah, um, definitely which, definitely both plan to put a little bit of size on leading yeah. into next year. So it's kind of good. We did a dual prep. Now we do a dual growth phase together. Hell yeah. Lots yeah. of food. Lots of food <laughs> in the house. Lots of Guzmans. <laughs> it's funny. Like our fridge and cupboard has gone from like almost empty to overflowing. <laughs> yeah, we ought to be really strategic about how we place everything yeah. in the cupboard and the fridge now just to make it all fit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, on that note though, with the reverse dieting and everything – We are actually going to sit down and make an episode, all things about reverse um, show, that kind of stuff. So we'll upload that next week. So stay tuned for that one. Um, It's just this episode's already gone for so long. Well, we were thinking of touching on it, but you could definitely make a whole episode on reversing, best ways to go about it, how we're doing it. So we don't want to skim over this, especially because it is very essential and also unknown part about mm. prepping a lot of people have a lot of questions about what even is it like do you need it so we definitely don't want to skim over that so we're going to make an entire episode next week about that so if you have any questions that you have regarding the reverse if you're wondering about any component of it send us a message we'd love to cover any topics that you guys have regarding the reverse and then answer any questions about that yeah definitely would love to really dive deep into that because i know that was what i struggled with in my first ever show especially i feel like i've got like my gist around it now but um, yeah, my first show that was that was a rough time, definitely. Because a lot of people don't document it either, because like it's not it's not sexy, right? Yeah. Like you're not like diving closer and closer to this show day where you're looking better and better. There's not all this hype around you. You know, the big days already happened, show day. So, you know, all the excitement kind of dies down a little bit, and people just don't really document it or talk about what it even is. So it'd be nice to actually cover that and answer any questions people have about it. Yeah, definitely. But what now? So we are now FMG pros. Yeah, so we have made the transition. Sam and I are both now FMG pro athletes in this brand new federation that is really going to start 
taking some wings next year. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited to be part of this, almost be pioneers leading into these first pro shows next year. It's going to be very, yeah. very exciting. If you're unsure on what FMG is, go to the FMG shows page and check their highlights. I know they had a Q&A with Pauline and Ari a couple of days ago and they've put it all in the highlight reels. So definitely go and watch that because that answers everyone's question. Answered yeah, my questions too at the start. <laughs> yeah, the, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me like, what even is it? Like, is it a rebrand? Yeah. Like what, explain this FMG thing. Yeah. But it's, it's something big that's going to be really uh, setting the standard next year. Yeah. But basically, if you're confused on how we are now FMG pros and not WBFF pros, we were both offered to move on to this new federation and we both accepted. So we are both FMG pros now, which is really exciting. We're really keen to step foot on the FMG stage in 2024. Um, I will be looking at Bikini Athletic, which is a brand new category. Um, For those of you who don't know what it is, basically – if you think of Rachel Dillon and Lauren Simpson, Rachel Dillon is more bikini, which is still a criteria in this um, new federation. Um, but there's now Bikini Athletic, which is more Lauren Simpson. So if you're unsure what the two are, that's the way to kind of split it, I guess. But what are you going to be doing? Well, that's the thing. I did two categories this show. I could go either way. The reality is I don't want to go backwards and I definitely do want to see my physique with a lot more size on it. Like my ideal physique is a lot bigger than what it is now. and Definitely a lot bigger than what the fitness standard is. So this is officially my last fitness competition. I won't be doing fitness in the future anymore. No double categories. Definitely not going back into fitness. We are moving forward with pro physique. Hell yeah. So I definitely plan to grow into that category and really make my mark there. So very excited for a new challenge, to be honest. Yeah. Like over the last couple of years, I've really just tried to prep and be the perfect physi- uh, fitness model. But now it's a brand new challenge. Try to actually grow the physique and then still bring that same amount of shreds in with bigger size. So fitness model, uh, <laughs> physique model <laughs> moving forward 100%. I must say it's been really nice to just train lately because obviously in past um, preps and stuff, I've had to hold back to be in the bikini criteria. So it's been nice to just go in there and do some lateral raises you know (laughs) to actually train the upper body to your full extent yeah it's been really good i've definitely found my love for training again i'm really really excited to see what this new federation holds especially with a lot of food in the system now training is Mm. definitely a lot more exciting now these last couple of weeks leading up to show it's it's not the most exciting just because you're very low on energy but training has been fantastic in this off season period so far i'm already at three thousand. 300 calories, something ridiculous. Yeah, you've bumped up real quick. Yeah, what are you on? We are on about 4,000 calories Oof, now. That's a lot of food for you, boy. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> trying to maximize the muscle gain, um, but still keeping quite lean, which is nice. So we're not going any, anywhere silly. Still keeping quite healthy foods, still um, staying in a good in a good position, just trying to really push for that muscle. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we'll leave it there for our first episode back. I think so. I think these people are tired of hearing us talk. Or are you? (laughs) We can keep going. (laughs) We can keep going for another two hours. We probably could if we really tried. We really could. Yeah, Yeah. we really have to like pull ourselves back. Like that's probably enough for one episode. (laughs) Well, if you guys did enjoy this episode, make sure you share it onto your stories. Tag us, Project Upgrade Podcast on Instagram, or I am at underscore Samantha Wicks. And I am at a new Instagram handle now, Coach Lucas underscore. I still search for It's Lucas sometimes. Yeah, like, I've, oh, nope. I've had I've had a page that's like, what's your Instagram? And I'll go, ITF. Oh, hold on. That's not <laughs> Coach Lucas. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely reshare, follow, like, all of those amazing things. 
Um, and leave us a review on Spotify. That'd be nice too. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And any yeah. tags that you give us, we'll be resharing onto our stories as well, giving you a bit of a shout out. So we always like spreading the love if oh, you spread course. it to us. Yeah. But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will be back in your ears next week. We absolutely will. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.